How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and joining us this evening. We are live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and this is episode 137 of How About That Cigar Live. We are so grateful to have you with us. You are the best part of How About That Cigar Live, so take just a moment, share us out right now with your favorite Facebook cigar groups. Let everybody know we're live. We have a great show coming up this evening, some very cool and important stuff to discuss. And as always, we are live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's remind you about the beautiful new super premium 20-acre farm from Drew Estate. A complex and medium-bodied cigar, 20-acre farm is built using a velvety Ecuadorian Connecticut shade-grown wrapper, a sun-grown Habano binder, and a filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa, blended with the opulent and majestic Florida sun-grown leaf. Available to all premium cigar retailers nationwide beginning in early December, the ultra-premium 20-acre farm cigars will be available in beautiful 20-count boxes and introduced in a 6x52 Toro, a 5.25x54 Robusto, and a 6x60 Gordito. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, we are live on episode 137. Garrett is on the road again, as Willie Nelson would say, in the great state of Michigan, in Detroit. Garrett, how are you this evening? I am doing well, though it's uh, it's kind of a bittersweet coming to Detroit the day after. Well, you're, I mean, the Lions won their first game. Aren't you happy about that? Oh, you're not happy? Oh, that's right, because they beat the Vikings, and that's your team. I wish I had the wah-wah sound effect right now. I should have that queued up, but it's all right. Sorry, I had to rub it in a little, just a little. I know, I not know. Too, not too much. Of course he did. And uh, <laughs> you and a handful of other people sending me a particular TikTok as well. Yeah, well, the the my team didn't lose because we were on a bye, so, you know, that's mm -hmm. a good thing. Uh, but, but actually some very fun, exciting news um so the the minnesota wilds our our favorite hockey team are still absolutely playing Red really really good hockey right now so it's, it's they're a lot of fun to watch and two minnesota twins two very popular minnesota twins from from years gone by are finally finally getting their their seat in cooperstown so we have tony oliva and we have jim Cat finally getting their spot in cooperstown so that's and uh, i mean jim cat great but tony oliva tony, tony o. oliva should tony o should have been voted into the hall First decades run. Ago. so glad to see them finally in and also uh buck o'neill uh mini minoso and gil hodges uh and bud fowler finally got their spots in cooperstown as well so that's very cool um so um Garrett, how is Detroit treating you so far today? It's fantastic. Um, I landed around noon local time, got checked into the hotel, came by Secreto, and I have hung out with Ronnie all day today. Nice. So this is a nice break. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nice break. Well, Ron, we're, we're grateful for Ronnie and grateful for him letting you uh, broadcast from the shop tonight. So he just made me some Chaldean something. I have no idea what this is. Ronnie, what is this? <laughs> Ronnie, what is this? It's amazing. Nice. 
Well, one of these days, I promise I am going to make it out that way. Um, yep. So we have a lot to cover on tonight's show, and we are so excited because there's some very, very cool news in the in the world of cigar freedom. And and you guys know we've talked about it so many times on the show uh, that this is something very important to us. So we're going to get right into it, and we have some great guests. And as always, on How About That Cigar Live, special guests are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to talk about some fantastic news that you've seen recently, and we're going to dive into all of it. So let's start out the show by welcoming back to How About That Cigar Live from the Premium Cigar Association. Please welcome Josh Obersky. Hey, guys. And... Next up, we have from the great state of Pennsylvania, Congressman Dan Muser. Welcome to How About That Cigar Live. Great to be with you. And also from the great state of Pennsylvania, the chief of staff for Congressman Muser, it is Tyler Mensler. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. So... The Congressional Cigar Caucus, that is the big news that we are so excited about. But before we dive into that, just quickly, we're going to go around and I'm going to ask Josh first, what are you smoking and drinking with us this evening? So I am smoking the new Sergeant by Ace Prime. Um, I, for a few folks that know, I recently got involved in a, a cigar lounge myself, part owner of Embassy Cigar Lounge in Quantico, Virginia. And this is one of our new releases. It's a P PCA exclusive, of course. And, uh, you know, Luciano makes great stuff. So I'm enjoying that cigar. I also have a Meat Lovers as a backup uh, Dunbarton cigar. And then I have an Espresso and then the San Bellagrino. So I'm, I'm stocked, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, Congressman, tell us what you are enjoying along with us this evening. Well, I will tell you, I just fired up a real beauty uh, from a friend of mine. His name's Robert Holt from uh, Southern Draw. He and his wife, Sharon, run a, a really fabulous cigar company. <clears throat> and I have to say, I, I don't just say this lightly. Each one of the cigars I've had of his has been excellent. And as I mentioned earlier when we were talking, I, I've been smoking cigars for a good 30 years. So I've, I've, I've kind of had them all. But this one... He's a, a veteran, and most of the people who work in his company are veterans. And this is a, uh, a, a Navy SEAL Foundation special uh, cigar. Uh, it's beautiful. J just lit it up. And, of course, I'm, I'm usually packing. So uh, he also has made these uh, what, what, what are called the, uh, the, the, the Sharon Rose, yeah, uh, which are, are pretty fabulous, too. So that, that, I have that as my backup. 
So thank Very you. nice. Yeah, Robert is a good friend of ours, a uh, good friend of the show. We've had him on a couple times, uh, and Sharon as well. Uh, beautiful family, wonderful people. So very, very cool. Uh, and Tyler, tell us what you are enjoying and uh, uh, along with us on the show tonight. Yeah, sure. I got an LFD Lenox um, that I'm smoking right now. And then uh, one of my all-time favorites is the uh, Drew Estate Herrera Estelle Habano. Oh, yes. Drinking, uh, I'm drinking some Texas uh, blended whiskey, Rebecca Creek. Uh, so it was uh, it was introduced to me recently, and I've really uh, it's a really great sipping whiskey, uh, straight. And so I recommend it. Very nice. Um, I'm finishing up uh, Yagua from J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and about to fire up a beautiful uh, El Politico, which we'll uh, talk about a little bit later, and. Uh, sipping on a little bit of uh, Old Forester bottled in bond myself. Um, and Garrett, you've got that lovely drink that Ronnie made for you. What are you smoking this evening? Also, uh, there we go, El Politico. <laughs> this is this is the, a favorable audience, I can tell already, or the favorable yes. host. <laughs> so uh, I want to actually start uh, this first one because um, you guys have not been on the show before. Uh, but Congressman, tell us, you know, you said you've been smoking premium cigars for about 30 years. Tell us about that first premium cigar experience for you. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> growing up, my, my dad was um, police officer, big guy, six foot three, look, look, always looked the part. He was our football assistant coach and baseball coaches and basketball and everything. And my dad would always come walking in with a cigar in his mouth. You know, just, just looking strong with that cigar in his mouth. But the cigars he used to smoke were White Owls and El Productos. <laughs> and so I, I somewhat picked that up um, after, after college. Maybe I smoked a couple during college. So um, uh, somebody gave me a, a Macanudo. And I, and I thought to myself as I was about to light it, you know what? As soon as I have this Macanudo, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to those uh, – uh, you know, machine-made cigars again. And you want to know what? I was 100% right. Once once <laughs> I had that, <laughs> from there on in, it's been premium cigars all the way. And uh, what was sort of the, you know, the progression? Because that, it's similar with, with me. And, you know, one of the things that I loved over the years was discovering new brands and sort of growing into the hobby and, and, and all that. Sort of like collecting, you know. And so so... Over the years, what have been some of the brands that that have um, just really kept your attention? Well, you know, uh, in my uh, area, in, in my district, we've got some great retailers, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. It's one of the reasons that we did create or recreate, I should say, the, the Cigar Caucus. We're really a distribution mecca uh, and, and manufacturing and farm growing mecca for premium cigars and, and the Leafs. Uh, so I had some really great retailers around me. And then you, you, you gain friends whom also have uh, different ideas on cigars. So, you know, I've really run the gambit. I mean, from uh, from, from Monte Cristo, uh, uh, you know, all, all the different Fuentes. On, yeah. on occasion, an Opus X. I, I, you know, years back, it was the stronger the cigar, the better for me. But I've kind of weaned off of that a little bit. But... Um, you know, I, I was in business for uh, close to 25 years and 
you know, there were there were many days we were talking earlier about relaxing. I would go out my car and take a little ride and go to my cigar retailer and, and fire one up and smoke half of it at lunch and save the second half for the uh, for, for the ride home. Um, and uh, so it's, it's been that. And then, you know, when I became uh, I got into state government, I, I was uh, secretary of uh, Department of Revenue for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And it turned out. Uh, luck, luck be, be have it. Um, many of the legislators were pretty, were uh, uh, like smoking cigars. They were cigar appreciators. So we there had a couple of different cigar uh, retailers that, that had the nice lounge chairs and everything else for us to um, spend some good time together. And that's, yeah. that's what cigars do. It makes you, it makes people sit down and talk. Absolutely. Pretty important in politics these days. Yeah. So, Tyler, what was what was your first cigar experience like? Oh, geez. My first cigar experience uh, was in college. Um, you know, you're you're around with your buddies and somebody says, hey, let's have a cigar. And I'm like, OK, we'll try it. And uh, I started to really kind of dip my foot in. But I have to give all credit to my cigar smoking to a, a friend of mine who owns a lounge and South of Pittsburgh, Dave Puskovich, Leaning House Cigars. Um, he sat me down one day to find my palate. I was going in smoking a Rocky Patel 9, Connecticut. And uh, he laid out seven cigars, and I was pumping away on job applications. And he told me when I couldn't handle it anymore to stop, that's my palate. And he took me from a Rocky 9 to an LFD NAS, um, you know, a black label Bishop's Blend. And mm. I enjoyed it and smoked through the entire thing. Um, and that is probably my defining cigar moment. Uh, ever since then, that was the love for the industry, the love that took my, my professional life to the industry. And, you know, now, uh, here at Congress, we're continuing that love. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so great, you know, to have fellow cigar enthusiasts with us on the show and, and also to know that, you know, there's some very cool stuff going on right now, even with, you know, one of the things that we've that we've noticed over the years, whenever we have discussions about regulatory events or, or regulatory um, happenings is people tend to uh, our, our viewers tend to go a little bit quiet because sometimes they can feel like it's a discouraging topic. But I'll be honest, in recent times uh, over the last really couple of years, while there have been peaks and valleys, in my experience, a lot of it has been positive. And I think a lot of that is due to people like we have on this call tonight, on this show tonight, working hard on our behalf. And part of that is this exciting news about the Congressional Cigar Caucus. So I want to jump right in and start talking about what the Cigar Caucus is, how it began, and uh kind of what it's made up of so uh who wants to jump right in and go with that well you know tyler i'll i'll start but a lot of the credit goes to uh, my chief of staff uh, tyler menzler he um was the legislative director for uh, cigar association of america as, as as you know and um uh, he's got a, 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 a tremendous amount of knowledge about the importance of the industry now, because my district and how it's situated, 
uh, we have some of the largest distributors of premium cigars in the country, perhaps the world. And there's a reason for that. And it, it, there's a business reason for it. And that is that we do not have a state tax on, on wholesaling of, of cigars. Of course, there's the sales tax, but not, not the, uh, on the wholesaling. So over the course of the last 12, 14 years, as other states surrounding us, Ohio, um, New Jersey, New York, of course, um, even Maryland, many of the cigar distributors moved into my district. So, so we've got a Best Cigars company uh, run by a guy by the name of Greg Fox, who's a really good, good buddy of mine. A great, great guy. I mean, just so good at what he does. It's amazing um, at the care that they put into it. We have Cigars International, right, right smack in my district as well in, in Hamburg. Um, we, we have others uh, right outside, uh, world, Worldwide Cigars, Arthur um, Tyler will, will Zaretsky, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Took took me there. We also have we also have cigar leaf manufacturers uh, right within my district, as well as many farms. So yeah. that, that they grow the leaves um, throughout Pennsylvania. We have almost a thousand uh, tobacco premium cigar specific uh, tobacco farms. So so with all of this happening, when I have um, you know Tyler coming in. And then we hear about the legislative issues that that are, are the industry is facing. And again, people such as Greg Fox, I, I like going to the real world for information on anything as opposed to sometimes the, the, the theory, except when you got somebody like 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 like, like Tyler. But but they were being being threatened with, as you probably well know, with labeling issues. Yeah, we're putting all kinds of labels on premium cigars about about how. Uh, the the effects and the negative and the, and the health aspects. I mean, look, we all want full disclosure in information, but these this, this, these are not cigarettes. Okay, yeah. you, you don't have young kids trying to um, swipe some you know premium cigars and, and running off into the school bathroom and and, uh, and and smoking them. They probably don't do that sort of thing anymore, but they but they run off elsewhere and and do um, with cigarettes. It's completely different. Completely different. Uh, product. Um, so, so there's labeling issues that they were a little concerned with, but mainly the taxes. I mean, you got a federal government that just wants to tax everything and they see the type of taxes, the state taxes primarily that exist on cigarettes and, you know, guys, uh, certain people in the Senate, uh, Senator Durbin in particular, he wants to hit the industry with an unbelievable tax of nearly 5,000%. So basically, a seven dollars cigar today would be eleven dollars tomorrow. Um, that's significant of, of a tax, and it would be really devastating in many ways. It would be devastating, certainly, to um, American distributors. Right? Everybody would start buying online and bringing them in from overseas. It would be a job crusher, certainly for for my uh, for my district and, and many areas. Retailers' prices would go would go way up, um, and um, and there's also something else that would be affected. You know, here we are. We we, we got a terrible immigration problem, right? And that's due to uh, largely the, the the policies of the Biden administration. But but there's also you know they talk about the root causes. You know, tens of thousands of of of, of people throughout Central America and the Caribbean are employed by the by the premium cigar industry. 
That's so right. you know, we ought to have a little bit of respect and understanding because that's a, that's an important aspect of this too. But you know, it was great when we put the cigar caucus together, you know, immediately my friends in the, in the house, uh, you say, Hey, we're starting the cigar caucus. We're starting it back up. Do you want to be a member? First of all, Tom Emmer, I got to uh, just uh, kudos to Tom. Tom's just an incredible member, uh, does some really great things for his district, for his state, for, for, for the house as a whole. But he immediately uh, signed on as a, as a co-chairman. Um, we then, just on the house floor and other places, you know, I brought it up with many of my friends that I've had cigars with before or not. Uh, immediately people were joining and, you know, usually with a smile on their face, like, hey, yeah, I'll join the Cigar Caucus. And then, but then when they f- then further understood the issues, the significance of uh, the, uh, this, this industry, uh, the dollar amounts, the jobs, uh, the, 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 real, the real importance of it, um, they, they said, hey, this is, uh, this is something that I want to be part of because there's also small business issues. Right. right. Every, every district's got many, many retailers, small businesses um, taking care of their families, taking care of their, their employees. So, you know, it's, it's a it's a, a very important business. Um, it's a very important industry. And so, frankly, there it, and, and it goes all the way down to farming. Um, you know, you don't get much more gra- grassroots than that. We, we, we grow them. We wrap them. We we sell them. We distribute them. We enjoy them. And you know what? Come the end of the day, they they, they bring people together, yeah. Republicans, Democrats, every walk of life. So I'm, I'm very very proud to have helped initiate uh, the Cigar Caucus in the uh, 117th Congress. Yeah, I, um, I I think it's fantastic, and I I, I want uh, Josh. I think you're about to jump in. I think that was Garrett, but uh, oh so, yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Well, first of all, Congressman Tyler and Josh, I want to thank all of you for what you are, um, what you pour into the cigar industry. My mini soapbox is is going to be this: that um, everything you just said, Congressman, hundred percent true. The thing, though, that will break my heart the most is the the culture of cigars will start to change. We currently have this culture that brings apart, uh, brings people from all walks of life. Um, what was once seen as, a, as an elitist hobby is now kind of forced into a new bracket of people and is, is trending in the way of becoming that elitist um, thing that we don't want. We want this amazing product to be enjoyed by anybody who wants to enjoy them um, from your $2 cigars all the way up, you know, to the ceiling. Um, and I know that majority of the people that are going to watch this video are most likely uh, cigar hobbyists, um, people in the, you know, cigar. But my hope is that there's a few of you that are watching this that aren't fans of tobacco that aren't fans of cigars, but you learn a little something about why cigars are different and they are different. So my question to you, Congressman Tyler or Josh, is how do we educate the public that with the understanding we have a serious bias, how we communicate that cigars truly are a different product and start to evoke change 
in the mindsets of constituents across the U.S. I, I just, and Tyler, I want to I want to hear from you. But first off, that it, it is something that really brings people together, right? I mean, it's it's a way to sit and enjoy, meet new people, uh, have conversation, right? It's impossible to smoke a cigar without it taking a little while, um, and in in, in places that where, where where people uh, um, gather. And so, so for, for those reasons, it's, 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 um, it, it's really, it's really something, um, when you have Democrats and Republicans, we're all smoking a cigar. So it's, it's, it's certainly a time to talk. Uh, secondly, look, I don't know, uh, it might be some sciences that, that differ with this, but I, I do not believe that cigars are an addictive, uh, uh product, right? I mean, I, I can, I can go a week, and I might I might smell some smell it one day and 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 see one and say oh my god I miss I miss having a cigar I'm ready to have one, uh, but there's there's no um, there's there's nothing of that nature there's no other ingredients in these that 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 create the addiction that you know uh, sorry to my, my my cigarette friends but but cigarettes have over the years um, and third I would just say you know the the the, the, the it's it's an adult it's an adult product, right? We have freedoms in, in this world. We don't want young people, you know, young people can't buy them under right. 18. And so it is a, it's an, it's an adult product uh, that we, um, well, frankly, that, that we enjoy. Yeah. And I think going off of that uh, to what the Congressman said and Garrett, to your point, you know, cigars, the United States imports a third of the world's cigar um, consumption, but cigars are enjoyed across the world, across religions, across creeds, ethnics, um, political parties uh, that we see here in Congress. And as long as the public continues to see that, um, you know, I think that takes care of the whole mantra of, well, cigars is only for the elitist class. Uh, as it comes to uh, your question regarding how do we how do we continue to, to show people that or the science is different? Uh, and I'm going to bring this up and Josh is probably going to smile. But, you know, the National Academies are is right now putting out a study or attempting to put out a study um, for the FDA. And I think one of the things the FDA is having an issue is they don't have a machine that smokes a cigar to show the sciences of cigar smoking like they do with cigarettes, um, because everybody smokes a cigar differently. They may smoke it slower. They may smoke it faster. They may not have as long as a draw as somebody else. Um, and when it comes to the non-cigar smokers, I really think the biggest message that resonates is look at what it takes for a cigar to get from that leaf in production to the hands of a consumer. 300 hands. And I, don't, I know that's Robert's mantra. And, uh, you know, they have a they have a cigar uh, brand of 300 hands. But it, it really is the truth. Seven years on average is the length of what it takes a cigar to become a leaf to the cigar that we know that we're smoking and buying from the shelves. Um, showing people that dedication. Uh, this rings back to families, um, you know, decades of family work. Uh, you have the Fuentes. Rocky is, is creating it. Uh, Nick Padermo is, is making himself one hell of a family dynasty uh, with his cigars, the Newmans, um, and their historical aspect of cigars. You know, it's that story that we can really put out there and educate the public that, you know, this isn't large tobacco 
creating an addictive substance that will uh, just take over the kids' bathrooms in, in high schools. Um, these are things that are enjoyed by adults. They're meant to be enjoyed, enjoyed by adults. Um, and that is what we need to continue to push home. Uh, and that's something that we can do from here in Congress uh, to, to show uh, that the studies and the numbers that we have out there, you know, um, child usage in premium cigars is down, is way down uh, from where it was originally said to be. Uh, and that trend can te- continues to decrease. So, again, educating and just using platforms like How About That Cigar and all the other podcasts that, that's about cigars or anytime there's info sessions about cigars, if we focus on those aspects, uh, I really think that would be able to help our cause. And you know what? Let me just add something, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. It sounds kind of general. Cigar smokers are very polite. If you're out even at a fire pit and someone says, hey, you know, we're over here. We can smell your cigar. We always try to find, and, and even if I'm in, in a different group, they always say, oh, hey, sorry. You know, try to find another place to go. Just, just, you know, the last thing we want to do while we're enjoying is for somebody else to be bothered by it. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think, I think in general people uh, and, see and, that. And guys, I, I think, you know, really we got to give kudos to Representative Muser and, and Tyler and the entire Congressional Cigar Caucus. I think that it, it, it's going to be a key turning point for the premium cigar industry. It marks a key point in the timeline of where we're pushing the message forward in, you know, that both those folks in Congress, us on the outside, and there's a lot of momentum with the manufacturers, retailers, consumers, all kind of doing experiential teaching and doing events. I know that Tyler and Representative Muser hosted Robert Holt on, on the Hill. You know, we do a series of events. We have several congressional staff coming to our office on Wednesday to touch a premium cigar, light a premium cigar, learn the ins and outs and the the stories about it, the small business. But one of the things about the Congressional Cigar Caucus that I think is pivotal, and uh, this is a a kudos to uh, Representative Muser, it's rooted in policy. It, it, you know, the social aspect will will always be there in, in the premium cigar industry. That's a natural fit that's always been existent. But this, you know, reigniting the Congressional Cigar Caucus, they have a set of priorities and, and a, a achievable path forward, how to deregulate some of the most problematic parts that the FDA is coming out to how to address the tax situation. And they have an initial proven track record of assisting us on the outside in the uh, the associations fighting for that day in and day out. So, you know, I, I'm very excited for the months and, and, and what's to come in the future of, of the Cigar Caucus, but also uh, to see what policy we're able to put together when, when everyone's collectively working on this and messaging it correctly and getting those advocates, those consumers, those retailers, those manufacturers all involved. Yeah. It's no, about being reasonable, right? Yeah. I mean, don't you always feel very reasonable when you're having a conversation with a cigar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's about being reasonable. The regulations. Okay. Let's, let's look at them. Let's do what's reasonable. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the taxation levels, um, and let's not be damaging. Let's not having misunderstandings about the industry drive 
some agenda of, of a rogue legislator. No, we're not going. We're not going to do that. And you know what? We've got um, I think forty seven members already, and we just sort of put the, put the word out recently. So we we have a number of women who don't smoke cigars, and some do. Don't get me wrong. Um, we have many non cigar smokers who are just simply advocates of small business. But we got we have forty seven members, and we uh, we've we only launched it a month ago. So. Really briefly, I want to sort of ask you to um, give us a quick revisiting of Civics 101 so that we can, because there, there's, there's possibly some people saying, well, what is the Cigar Caucus? What does that even mean? So, what, so why, why does a caucus exist and specifically in the realm of the congressional cigar caucus what is the what are the goals and uh the mission i guess of the congressional cigar caucus yeah great question um look there are a number of uh, caucuses in in the u.s house of representatives i'm, I'm on several um and the, the point of a caucus is to bring an, an, an issue and focus on a particular issue uh, or issues. Uh, sometimes there's an agenda. I'm on the Republican Study Committee. I'm on the Problem Solvers Caucus. Uh, I'm on the Coal Caucus. We, we've a lot of anthracite coal in th throughout my district. Um, I'm on the Candy Caucus. We, along with being, I think, the cigar distribution capital of the world, we're also the candy capital of the world. I'm on the, I'm on the Christmas Tree Growers Caucus. <laughs> and we we're, we we have a heavy uh, a, a, we have a large number of uh, Christmas tree farms in my district, and so the 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 agenda is to know a little bit more than everybody else about that specific uh, issue uh, policies that come from it or um, or uh, uh, related product. And so what we do is we 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 meet sometimes monthly, sometimes weekly, on some of them. Sometimes it's quarterly. And you bring people in, uh, you learn a little bit more, you have a better understanding of the issues at hand, and they, they, they become better uh, messengers, more informed um, legislators, more informed lawmakers, and they tend to be the people when a uh, piece of legislation comes up that they're the go-to for the rest of the members that aren't part of it uh, to gain some added information. And that's, that's our role. We, we, have, we have our mission statement, but we also have uh, our, our legislative agenda, which is always always being developed. But it's really as much as a, uh, a premium cigar agenda. It's a small business agenda. Yeah. Um, uh, and so 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 taxation, overregulation, um, proper distribution. Uh, heck, energy costs come into it with the distributors um, uh, being able to, you know, uh, things that are going on with, with the Internet and also, you know, keeping out those that that, that, that shouldn't uh, be uh, that don't follow the premium cigar rules. Yeah. And I, I think just to add to that, um, you know, from from my standpoint, uh, being in the working for the industry for a small time and then coming to Congress, but also just being a lover of it. Um, I think the, the, the caucus allows for us to have one, like one bargaining position from a House of Representatives standpoint. Um, you're having one concerted effort 
uh, in the past we've seen through a lot of the litigation and a lot of bills that, you know, sometimes one association, another association, another association, they're just, they're, they're in this universe and sphere, but they're not really pushing on the same front. Uh, providing a caucus with members who all believe the same, uh, they, they believe in what they are caucusing over, uh, will allow members of Congress to fight in a concerted effort together among uh, the rest of Congress against these regulations and legislation. Yeah. So, and that. Ever, sorry, Garrett, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you ever then take that initiative with that caucus and bring it to members who historically have opposed that that issue? Is that a game plan that you kind of use to? Um, try and get into the ears of the other members to try and sway votes or understanding? Yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all about educating and understanding. Um, you know, you don't have to necessarily love a cigar to appreciate the fact that small businesses and Americans' livelihoods are affiliated with their industry. Um, and messages like agriculture, small business, jobs, economy, it resonates with members of Congress all across the country. Um, these retailing jobs, some of these manufacturing jobs that are in their districts, those are jobs. Um, it's not a cigar job. It's not a farming job. It's a job. And some members of Congress really will focus on that. And, you know, you can, again, have a conversation about the true effects. It's not just because we like to smoke cigars. That's why we're doing it. And that's why you should support it. Um, there are plenty of kind of different variables out there that we can message to push that forward, to bring you on to the side that you, so that you can see it. Um, there is a member, I'm not going to mention any names, that have, you know, has kind of come over the fold and was against it just because smoking, you know, they, they, they messages smoking tobacco, cigarettes, bad. Um, but once we broke it down and showed the footprint of cigars in that member's district um, on the other side of the aisle, now they're open to it. They're, they're willing to talk about it. And, you know, it is small steps like that that really is going to make a difference for this caucus yeah. and for these members moving forward. And and I'll just throw in there as well, not many members necessarily knew, even in Pennsylvania, that we have over 1,100 uh, premium cigar tobacco farms in Pennsylvania. Uh, they didn't necessarily know that we are, and, and I mean on state legislators as well, that we because of our we, we don't have any um, wholesale tax that we have uh, the thousands of jobs that have been created in pennsylvania um all very important and the data uh, at, at that that comes up so we we're available to show the data of the uh the uh, surveys that get taken on on whom actually smoke cigars premium cigars and, and even any cigar for that matter. It's not, it's not 16 year old kids, right? It's right. not 17 year olds, it's not 18 year olds. It's, it's adults. Right. And, and to that point, we're in the era of, you know, follow the science and we're very comfortable with following the science. If you look at the path study, you know, funded by the food and drug administration yeah. and the national Institute of health, you know, the average person has their first premium cigar at the age of 30. That's on average. So, adult product, FDA recognizes that we're the lowest enforcement priority because we lack that youth access. The average uh, premium cigar smoker has less than two cigars a month. So, you know, the, the data is on our side to address the two key points 
of tobacco control, which are youth access and addiction. Those are non-existent in the premium cigar industry. And I think the caucus itself, you know, and being from the industry perspective, it is an incredible information sharing vehicle, a communications vehicle and a platform where everyone can get together, compare notes. This is what we stand for. This is who, what the other groups stand for. And, um, you know, Congressman Muser and, and Tyler, their leadership in bringing everyone together is going to result in tangible successes, ones that we think that are, are achievable. I mean, you know, we've we've talked time and time again about exemption from FDA regulation. I think that, you know, it's a calculated approach where we can deregulate on certain things. But the fact of the matter is we're going to have to deal with the Food and Drug Administration in some facet. And um, being able to hone our message, share policy information, share those studies and develop priorities and secondary and tertiary things. And I, I know that Congressman Muser is, is working on some veteran stuff uh, with Cigars for Warriors that, that are, are related to that. And we're excited to see the issues portfolio expand, as, as they noted before, that this isn't just a straight tobacco issue. This is small business issues. This is veterans issues. This is agriculture um, and the like. And we can build broader coalitions by extending that issue portfolio beyond just tobacco. Yeah, Josh, you know, that's a that's a great point you just brought up. For for instance, re related to the to the veterans, uh, you cannot ship a cigar care package, for instance, directly from a distributor to uh, if you were sending a care package to our military men and women fighting overseas. Right. So that's just that that's something that should change. That's really just kind of ridiculous. So uh, case in point, that is certainly something that we are working on. And and frankly, that is a, a bipartisan uh, a, a agreement there that, yes, that 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 is a, a very unnecessary regulation yeah. that we're going to hope to overturn. Yeah. And that's something that's very important to us. And we've talked about Cigars for Warriors on the show before that, you know, these 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 men and women who serve, who are deployed to who are who are of legal smoking age to give them the opportunity to to unplug from their their duties for a little while and sit together as 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 a group of uh you know of of soldiers and on on a little bit of off time that they have which they don't have very much to and give them you know a chance to sit together and enjoy a cigar and talk about their home life for a little while and not talk about the, the, the patrol they have to do three hours from now. That's going to put them in harm's way for our sakes, by the way. And exactly. so it, it's very important for us. And to know that we are thinking about them and we sent them those cigars and they're, 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 they're having a cigar on those that they are fighting for. Yeah. And that's an example of a pragmatic thing that the, the caucus is, is that they're working on. And from the outside viewpoint, it's like if we can get a common sense victory like that, we can build off of that to the next big fight, to the next big fight. And that's where, like, I, I'm very impressed in this short time that it's been around. And, you know, Ty, Tyler and I have been communicating back and forth even before it was, was launched 
is that, uh, you know, they have a, a, a solid plan for this and we're proud to, to support it in, in any way that we can. And um, that's why I, I really thought it would be a, a good idea tonight to hear from them directly yeah. about uh, the caucus itself. Well, I would I would like to talk about the efficacy of actually bringing this up to any members of Congress that are opposed to tobacco at all. And even if you were to, to you know, convince, you know, Jim Bob Congressman, you know, yep, I, I agree. I think, you know, cigars should be exempt. However, it's political suicide for me to, to vote for this bill. How often do, do we run into that and how do we combat that? Well, well you, you go ahead, Tyler. You, you run into it often on Capitol Hill, not just on tobacco issues, but on a lot of different issues. Right. Um, you know, members are constantly voting um, their districts. Um, sometimes, you know, whether the motivations are political or what, um, you know, that can be determined. But, you know, again, I really find that there are reasonable minds on Capitol Hill and um, just trying to have them disconnect from tobacco bad, um, you know, bring it down to the to the raw sense. We're adults. It's a choice. Um, you can get a choice to get a COVID vaccine. You can get a choice to um, go outside when it's cold and you have the sniffles. Um, you have a choice that you can smoke a cigar. Um, yeah. And, you know, we really that, that the choice is historically what this country was created on. Um, we have this awesome thing called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, all these things that are rights of American citizens. Well, we have a right to choose um, when, if we want to smoke a cigar or not. Uh, the issue is that message isn't being resonated across um, the halls of Congress. So that is something that a lot of our members um, really care about. And, you know, we, there are doctors on the, the caucus um, that are on the caucus because they believe it is an adult's right to choose whether they want to smoke a cigar or not. Um, you know, so those are things that we're going to highlight. You know, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, he was the president's physician um, for, you know, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump. Ronnie Jackson's on the committee, on the caucus. Um, you know, there are other doctors who have publicly stated when it comes to tobacco, is, is it between a right to choose or um, legalizing a product or not? And their answer is it's a right to choose. Yeah, well said, Tyler. You know what? Everything, every conversation as a, as a lawmaker, as a member of Congress, should start with the Constitution, right? That's our rule book. That's, a, you know, that, that's like, that's like it, without it, it's like playing a football game with no rules. Nobody would consider that. You can't change the rules along the way. You can't say, ah, oh, you know, this team, give, give, them, give, them, give them a fifth down. No, there, there, there's a rule book. And laws can change through proper procedures, legislative procedures. However, we, we the fundamental within the framework of the rule book uh, 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 that is known as the United States Constitution. So uh, um, well said, Tyler. Yeah. And, and it's important to have, you know, champions like Representative Muser, like Representative Emmer and the caucus to kind of lead this. I mean, they obviously they understand premium cigar policy 
uh, better than most. But some of those detractors uh, that are, are not on board yet, I think it's important to note that they're in the in every single congressional district, there is a premium tobacconist. There is a retail member, a small business in every single congressional district. So I, you know, I would say to the folks that, you know, are, are not on board with tobacco issues to at least hear their constituents out and find out the information, find out the impact, look at the studies. Again, we're very comfortable with what the studies showcase and then make a decision based off of that. I mean, there are there are a couple offices out there that won't even take a meeting with not only PCA as, as a hired you know lobbyist, but you know our membership at large. And that's something that I think the caucus and uh, to have you know forty seven members already that has some weight behind it, and it's only going to to grow uh, with time. So with that, I think we'll be able to get more and more people from bipartisan fashion. Uh, involved. And uh, at, at the end of the day, with the tax situation and, and defeating that federal federal tax, of course, the, the leadership of, of Representative Muser and others, but it took Republicans and Democrats to ultimately strip that out in the House of Representatives. And I think everyone was looking at it and gaming it. All right, the Senate, we can, we can strip it out of the Senate. But a lot of us said uh, and, and, and understood that the House we, we can't let this go through. We can't give a st stamp of approval to a four, three, four dollar tax per stick or 50 to 60 dollar federal tax per box. That's going to hurt states like Pennsylvania, Florida, New Hampshire and Washington, D.C. that don't have that OTP tax that Representative Muser uh, referenced. That's going to hurt them the most. Right. So, you know, uh, I think that that was an important achievement and, you know, one that uh, hopefully signals what is to come. Yeah. And what and what was brought up earlier, this 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 whole idea of, of, of the elite can smoke a premium cigar. No, man. Are you kidding me? You know, that's who we represent. Who who are my friends? Who who I work with? Who who de who develops the small businesses in this country? Right. Usually it's first generation. It's it's someone whose uh, dad was a fireman or whatever it might be. And, you know, they, they learned a skill and they had drive and and we're, we're the land of opportunity. So to to go on a, a an attack, basically, and based upon data, that's not that, that has not been properly assessed and evaluated. Yes, that that is a uh, absolutely a, a reason uh, for and a principle behind our, behind our caucus. Yeah, and yeah. If, if I could just add one last thing, you know, the caucus has representatives from over fifteen states, and I'm not just talking about Pennsylvania, Florida, uh, North Carolina. We have members from Washington State, New Jersey, California, some of the most liberal states uh, in the country. Uh, so it, it is something that, that does resonate across. And as, as we grow to expand the caucus, I think people would be surprised to find out who is actually on the caucus um, if, if a list were to ever be published. Um, you know, there are uh, we're working with members across the aisle to start joining. Um, you know, eventually we're, we're going to look at taking it uh, hopefully by camera. Uh, there are there are Democrat senators who are talking about the Congressional Cigar Caucus right now, and they can't even join. Um, you know, so it is it really is promising, at least from our standpoint on, on Capitol Hill, 
uh, that this is the excitement behind it because people understand what it is. Uh, we don't want this to be the old boys club, the elitist club that's a smoke filled back, dim lit room. These guys are in suits just smoking. Now, let me tell you this. The Congressional Cigar Caucus, we're rolling up our sleeves and we're getting to work. Um, we've got to work already. We've hit the ground running and we're not going to stop. Uh, and to just put any kind of claims that it's an elitist thing, uh, you know, when I walk out of here tonight, Officer Oliver gets off at 11 o'clock in, you know, 40 minutes. I told him I'd bring him a cigar. He's a Capitol Police officer. Tell me how elite that is. Huh. You yeah. know, I mean, they, you, you have, there are people from all walks of life that smoke cigars. Yeah. Well, and I think that, like, happens with a, a number of things, the... Because if you go back in time, cigars were, you know, even even if you go into, you know, the 19th century, cigars were were a working man's everyday, uh, you know, way to relax and unwind. And even going into the early 20th century, and um, and and I think, as happens with a lot of things, Hollywood turned you know uh, created this this image of you know the the monopoly guy the fat cat with the you know the tuxedo and you know like tyler said the smoke-filled room you know after dinner with men only and this kind of thing these days it's not like that and, and it really over the years over the decades it it never really was that way cigars weren't ever really about that but i think hollywood put a lot of that out there and and kind of created it that way and the fact is like so many other categories of product whether you're talking about cars or watches or bourbons or anything like that cigars are the same in the fact that you can like garrett even mentioned you can you can find a good two dollar cigar that the 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 plumber from down the road can easily afford a bundle of once a month to relax and you can find really high quality cigars that are a hundred dollars a piece that and and everywhere in between that price range and and it there are some people who have means to to buy those and more power to them and there are some guys that can afford the two dollar stick and everybody within there um men women republican democrat everybody within there is is part of this community that gets it that understands that this is just about community and conversation and even nerding out a little bit you know like different people nerd out about different things we nerd out about talking about cigars about where the leaves are grown and how they're fermented and all this cool stuff yeah yeah you know what matt uh, by the way my plumber i think he makes twice what i make as a member of congress <laughs> and he and he gives me he, we, we i give him a good cigar he gives he gives me a better one back yeah <laughs> And that's the great part about it is it's it you never know you never know who you're going to run into in this cigar family you know these are the great equalizer you go to any yeah. shop around the country and you're going to see people from all different walks of life i mean we you know pre-covid we would host two events at our office every month to educate lawmakers but also the general public about premium cigars and uh you know we're, we're having our holiday reception wednesday at these events you have you know, 50% men, 50% women, you have people, Democrats, Republicans, all different uh, walks of life. And people 
kind of leave all of the things that divide them at the door, or they can discuss them civilly over the leaf. And I think that's the greatest thing. And, and, you know, all of us know this and understand this very, very well. And I think that's one of the reasons why everybody on this screen is passionate about this, because we've seen the positive benefits of this community and want to see it, um, you know, maintain, if not, uh, if not grow. Yeah. One, I just one last thing here from me. Um, and I had talked about this when Josh, you were on last time and we had our uh, state representative Jim Nash on. And um, I had talked about a recent doctor's office visit and I was talking with the nurse and she was in her RN training and she was actually doing a paper on tobacco and was saying that, you know, all tobacco is bad and all of the data that they had and they're, they're learning and they're all of these nurses, think of the thousands of nurses that are getting this information about tobacco and it's all about cigarettes yeah. and it has nothing to do with cigars and it's not differentiated, but yet these cigars are lumped in there. So there is one, just one piece of education that's getting out there. That's not telling the whole truth. That's, and I get frustrated because I want this story of this beautiful product, this beautiful culture, this beautiful community to really be truthfully told this is a different product than all other tobacco products. Yeah. And, you know, Garrett, to your point, um, let's let's compare it to bourbons. Um, you know, it is a niche artisan craft. Yep. It is something that is made over years uh, for people to enjoy. I don't see anybody trying to, uh, you know, take bourbons off shelves. Um, no, we understand what alcohol does. Um, we understand there's consequences if consumption is too much. Um, you know, so why aren't we looking at cigars the same way? Um, you know, and, you know, Mitch, Mitchell just commented there. It's actually one of the only pure tobacco products. He's right. 100% true. That's absolutely right. right. Um, and dating we, back to the Native Americans. And yeah. That's, yeah. Right? And one of my biggest gripes with it is we as a federal government are out there actively legalizing what is still a schedule c drug in marijuana um and we're legalizing edibles flavors but we're turning around and trying to take cigars make them the bad guys take flavored cigars you know and look when it comes to flavored cigars i am i am of the a point that you know drew estate you're sitting in the drew estate studio i know ladies that enjoy a java mint after yeah. but that java mint is a premium cigar those yes. flavored, it's a premium cigar. Um, and, you know, they're trying to take those away. Um, right. But yet we're still out here legalizing edibles and, and marijuana is legalizing. Now, I'm not going to get into that. I, you know, that is, again, that's an adult's right to choose. Um, but if we're going to have that standard across the industry, then there's no reason why cigars should be made the devil. Yeah. Well said. And, and Tyler really echoed something. He said something a, a little bit ago that it's so ironic because Garrett and I have said the exact same words on the show that so many people get in this mindset, tobacco, bad, period. End of sentence, full yep. stop, tobacco, bad. And they don't take the time. And that's one of the things, and all due respect, you know, 
too there are too many and and i'm not projecting this onto you you know congressman but too many lawmakers in my opinion in the past have have if for expediency's sake not done the research themselves to actually find out and let's let's not even talk about cigars let's talk about beer or or you mentioned edibles to take the time to actually uh, first of all start from the standpoint that they're they're free americans consuming a legal product that uh, you know of their own volition they're it's too often that lawmakers in the past and even today have taken the expedient approach to just say to just paint everything in a certain category with a broad brush and move on and it's important to take the time to talk to like you guys have done and that's what this that's why i love this cigar caucus because you guys are taking the time to talk to the retailers to talk to the manufacturers to talk to the factory people and actually learn what's different about these products and what differentiates them from cigarettes and smokeless tobacco and vape and marijuana and all this and that's why and and that's why Garrett brought up the fact of non-cigar consumers, non-tobacco consumers to 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 that's one of our big things is it's a cigar show but we're very passionate about teaching people who don't consume any tobacco products at all how different premium cigars are from everything else with the word tobacco in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I mean, people go out on smoke breaks and they smoke a pack. I don't smoke a box. I don't smoke a yeah. cigar on a smoke break. You know, uh, it's and you know, it's not it's it's not habitual in the sense of we need it to survive. It's only habitual because it's kind of relaxing every once in a while. Yeah. And it's not like cigarettes. It's not a nicotine delivery device. Sure. It's not it's not for like you said, it's not for a fix. It's for it's it's for a, it's for a a culture and a, uh, I don't want to use the yeah, lifestyle, but you know what I mean. It's camaraderie. Yeah, you can yeah. choose to smoke at your home on your back deck, and you know what? Granted, there are a lot of people that do it. A lot of people still go to the the shops, and they go just to sit there and and be with people like minded because of a cigar, and you know. If religion, if politics pops up, then hey, so be it. But you know what? We're all there because cigars brought us there. But a lot of times, the best cigars that you have are the with with who you consume them with, and and I think that that's a key factor. And you know, I, I in my role, I smoke a ton of cigars, but most of them, and the ones that I remember, are the conversations with people and um, the insights that you gain. I mean, th- this is incredible to smoke a cigar with all of you tonight talking about the future of the industry mapping it out um and uh you know i, I think that that's what it's all about and, and getting the um you know the, the other folks that don't enjoy premium cigars educate them about those facts the information i mean we have a lot on our, our website and i know that tyler and, and representative user in the caucus we're going to get more of that information and push it out through different um, cigar industry press, but other press out there. And I think it's time that we go um, on, on the offensive. Like we, we can't always be reactionary and say, you know what? All right, we have to oppose this tax. They're coming at us. They're coming at us. Well, let's look to the future. How can we, you know, how can we set it up so that 
um, the premium cigar industry is not only protected, but, you know, there are places, there are venues where you can enjoy an adult beverage with, with a cigar. I mean, believe it or not, that at the state level, we get the most friction with legislation that allows consumption of alcohol in the in a venue with premium cigars or food. And, you know, from my standpoint, and I, I think most everybody on here, if you're a business owner and you want to set up a place where you can consume cigars while having a steak or having a bourbon, you should be able to do that. And that's one of the things that we're going to be working on at the state level. Um, you know, Vision 50 is something that Scott Pierce uh, worked on, our executive director. And one, one thing that we're implementing next year is looking for an issue in every single, all 50 states that we can do that's positive about the industry. Um, you know, not necessarily fighting the taxes, but reducing the taxes, um, creating new vehicles, creating cross partnerships and building broader coalitions of like-minded associations like the retailer, you know, the National Retail Federation, the independent businesses, tr the travel association, anywhere that's connected. Believe it or not, cigars are incredible tourism uh, vehicles and Representative Muser, his district, that, that it is a cigar mecca. There are places in Florida. People travel from around the world, around the country to go to these places that are historic venues to share a cigar with a friend or conduct business. Yeah, Josh, very true. Hey, I don't know if you saw somebody said they quoted you. It's not what you're smoking. It's who you're smoking with. So that's uh, that was pretty cool from, uh, from Greg <laughs> Free here. But I'll also, I'll also just say this. When you say it's tourist, you know, many hotels will have the fire pits and all. And there are a lot of people that look for that. Right. They go with their family. They go to Hershey Park. They like being able to go out afterwards, after dinner and everything else, sit down and have a cigar. That's the that's the hotel that they would they would prefer to, uh, uh, you know, to 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 go to. Um, and so so absolutely. That's that's quite meaningful. And let's face it. We've been we've been on the, the, you know I've done uh, probably what, Tyler, uh, 500 Zoom meetings, calls, uh, interviews over the last couple of years. This has been the fastest 65 minutes. <laughs> right? and, and why? Yeah, it's because of the cigars. It's because it's the it's this thing that brings us together and gives us um, it gives us kind of, I don't want to say it gives us purpose, but it in a way it sort of does because it's something that we are passionate about because we know what it brings to us as as people. We know that it brings us all the, you know, we've talked about the the seas of cigar smoking. You know, there's camaraderie, there's there's ceremony, there's, you know, there's, we, we say chill, which is just relaxation and so on. And it's, that's why, because it's, it's, it's something above and beyond and different than, than, than your average uh, gas station tobacco product. Matt, when was the last time you saw anybody crying smoking a cigar? let's be honest you you go out let's say you're out on the night of the town and you're you're walking outside of an establishment and there's there's somebody crying smoking a cigarette something happened they're they're crying smoking a cigarette because their stressors are hit and they're lighting up a cigarette when was the last time you walked into a cigar lounge and saw somebody crying or yelling and not yelling because the music was too loud because cigar joints rock out 
but yelling because they were upset with the person they were talking to. Yeah. And and then and then the core issue that you brought up early, Tyler. We are a free country, right? If 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 the those who have issues or are asking questions and as we stated earlier, Josh, most of it's not data-based. Okay, provide your information. Allow adults to assess the information and decide on their own what they're, they're going to do. The restrictions for young people, absolutely. It's, it's, it's never been an issue for premium cigars, but yes, we will be on the side of assuring it doesn't get into the hands of, of young people. Um, so before we go any further, um, Representative Muser, I... I want to be respectful of your time. If if you if you're good and you want to stick with us, we we love having you and and all that. But we want to be respectful of your time if you need to if you need to leave. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that. You know what? Why don't I? Why don't you continue with your uh, agenda, and I'll just sit back and enjoy my cigar for a little bit and just listen. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and I think we can continue the conversation in July at the trade show in Las Vegas. Tyler and Representative Muser have an open invitation and uh i plan on giving representative muser uh, an award at the trade show so oh uh, fantastic hopefully you'll you'll be able to join us well that'd be nice in my business life i used to have to go to las vegas it wasn't the, the worst of details for many many conventions and all I haven't been there in a while so i look forward to that thank you and yes, one, more, one more step before you move on matt you know yeah Here's a stat for you. Winston Churchill smoked on average seven to eight cigars a day and lived to the ripe old age of 90. Yeah. So let's just keep that in mind. It's very, it's very common. That's a good point that, and I'm not saying across the board. Ulysses S. Grant too. But yeah, but, Ulysses S. Grant. And it's very common that, that uh, people who uh, enjoy premium cigars, even many people who worked in the premium cigar industry their entire life, yeah, you know, there there are a lot of very recognized people who gave their, you know, spent their entire life in the premium cigar industry who lived to a very ripe old age. Um, and of course, uh, we're not saying cigars extend your life. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm just saying that there's well, they might. <laughs> they, and they might. I'm not saying they don't either. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's it's uh, I think it's a testament to the the mindset that premium cigars give to us that maybe reduces because it, it's a proven fact scientifically that mental stress changes our physiology. And if, if we can put something into our life that reduces that mental stress, most likely that's also going to improve our physiology and cigars are not inhaled into the cigar smoke is not meant to be inhaled into the lungs. Right. So, so therefore it's, it's, uh, you know, and again, we're talking about a legal product consumed by consenting adults in a free country that should uh, honestly, and I, I'm that in my opinion, that should be the end of the discussion, but I know it's more complicated than that. So unfortunately, <laughs> um, so let's, let's briefly, um, transition into our next segment. Garrett, does that work for you? Oh yeah. Okay. All right, it is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In.
right. Numero de los Muertos, episode 137. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, this one is going to be interesting. So normally we try and figure out, I give a number, and between our guests on our show and our viewers and listeners, we try and guess how these people died. It's a little different this week. My number is 15 of these died between 1863 and 1983. That is a major curveball. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it, but okay. Redwood trees. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that is a very, very good guess. It is a great guess. Um, so, they are people. So fifteen of these people died between nine uh, between eighteen sixty three and nineteen sixty five, nineteen eighty five, eighty three, eighty three, sixty three, eighteen sixty three and nineteen eighty three. Yep, fifteen of these people died. Mm-hmm. That's a long swath of time, right there, Garrett. It is. I think Tyler up. said it. U.S. presence. No, sir. Mm. All right, as always, uh, viewers, if you guys have guesses, leave it in the comments. Senators. That's close. Um, lobbyists. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Old lobbyists never die. They just fade away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Not centurions. Um, judges? No, Supreme sir. Court, Supreme Court justices? No. No. Um, uh, does it have to do with p- politics at all? It, it does. does. Okay. Wow, we all look like bad st- uh, students. Spe- uh, speakers of the House? No. Are we specifically... Uh, United States politics? Yes. Vice presidents? No. Congressional pages? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't have those for a while, right? Um, um, boy, oh boy. Is it, uh, is it specific to one branch? Oh, well, yes. Hmm. Um, all right. Let, give us a hint. So, Senators was very close. Majority leaders? Senate majority, majority leaders? No. Let me give you a, a few um, of the ways that some of these people have died. Uh, airplane, um, um, I had my notes on my phone, but now I'm using my phone as my video. So I don't have my notes with me anymore. Um, the most common, uh, reason for these people dying were duels. Okay. So that tells us a fair amount. Uh, so are we uh, 
I, I, I know not secretaries of treasury. I think there was only one of them, and that was Alexander Hamilton. So that's um, what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, duels. <laughs> Secretary one died, of State. One died by assassination. It's not secretaries of state. Mm -mm. Um, FDA commissioners. <laughs> Ch Ch uh, uh, Jason just put up uh, losing presidential candidates. Nope. What about um, uh, uh, children of presidents or or children oh. of senators? I don't know. Uh, Fighting, so, for their, fighting for their fathers and mothers. Uh, Mitchell is the closest. And I'm just, I'm going to give it to Mitchell. But specifically, it's sitting congressmen. So active sitting congressmen. 15 have died while in office. That's, that's pretty good. That's a super low number for, what, 120 years. Correct. Well, we're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing just fine. That one, that one was, yeah, that should have been one of the first guesses, perhaps. It just seemed like that would be, you'd think there would have been a lot more. I thought it was going to be when I looked into it, absolutely. Hmm. So wow. only 15 have died in office. Well, with, 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 with that sort of statistic, I feel kind of safe. You yeah, should you're feel in good. good. You're in good shape. <laughs> plus, plus, you. I better you stay in office. Plus, you enjoy premium cigars, so you're good. And I, I would maybe recommend not dueling for, yeah. uh, you know, a while. Well, Stay I can't away promise from the that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. So let's, uh, let's do a quick lightning round. And our lightning round is brought to us by our newest uh, newest sponsor, LM Cigars, and they have been offering extraordinary cigars at an exceptional value since 1876. On top of premium cigars, LM offers deals on many accessories such as lighters, cutters, humidors, and the biggest cigar brands in the industry at prices that cannot be beat. If you're an avid smoker or just starting out, LM Cigars has a cigar that will suit your needs. They have everything from value to premium cigars, flavored and unflavored, from Nicaragua to the United States. Their extensive selection offers an option for every type of cigar enthusiast. For more info, please visit lmcigars.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, at LM Cigars. And as you can see from the graphic, put that back up there just for a sec. Uh, we have another giveaway going on. It starts today, and it goes for two more weeks until the 20th. So uh, go to HowAboutThatCigar.com and enter the giveaway for some very cool stuff from LM Cigars. So I'm going to start. So, Josh, you've been through this already. So I'm going to give this one. I'm going to start with uh, Representative Muser with this first question. This is, this is our lightning round, totally non-cigar related. So, Congressman... If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? The thoughts of one living person, who and why? Yeah. For 10 minutes? Yeah. 
My wife, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're very brave. Um, gee whiz. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I can't help but I can't help but think Xi Jinping. Um, uh, I, I think he's a, a, a very. He's going to be a very challenging person uh, for the next twenty years. So. If he would be actually honest with me, I, I'd probably have to. I'd probably have to pick him. I like it. That's a good answer. We haven't had that one before. I like that answer. Oh, I like it a lot. Um, Tyler, what about you? Well, Dan took mine. I'm newly married, so definitely my wife. Um, and I will say that, and, and God love her. I know I do. Uh, but I think <laughs> person alive, uh, if I could hear their thoughts for ten minutes, uh, I'm definitely in the realm of uh, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Just understanding, trying to understand what goes through his head. Yeah. Uh, Let's bring him in for our next Cigar Caucus meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Congressman, if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Oh, baby, that's a good one. Um, well, you can't help but think, you know, the Rocky theme, right? Um, that's... Uh, that's always sort of sort of motivating, but I might start disclosing a little bit here. Back in my youth, when perhaps I uh, maybe got in a scuffle or two along the way, um, uh, you know, some some of the Who's tunes, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, perhaps, uh, and uh, I don't know. Some U two music can get you can get you a little motivated and and, and fired up. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that I, I spent a little bit of time in the Navy Reserves. Nothing nothing raises the spirit for for patriotism. I shouldn't say fighting, but America the beautiful. Yeah. God bless America. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm a. I love. Um, I love our, our patriotic songs, so perhaps nice. that. Tyler, what about you? I'm going to go back to my uh, football and rugby days. I was a huge disturbed meaning of life guy. Oh, um, wow, yeah. That, uh, that is a song that played over my headphones getting ready for high school and college football and college rugby matches. Um, just that is something that will get me, get me really, really going. Nice. Um, Tyler, let's start with you on this last one here. Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie or a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. Uh, I, I got to go to uh, to scoring a touchdown as a defensive lineman um, because been there, done that, and it was one of the best <laughs> – uh, best moments of my life. And, uh, you know, just like uh, I think it was, you know, all the football commentators, you get a fat man spike with a fat man dance. Uh, that's what I really appreciate. Um, so definitely going back to football days with defensive linemen scoring a touchdown. Nice. Congressman, what about you? I'm, I'm sorry. Give me that the exact question again. So, so choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a hockey goal as the goalie or score a soccer goal as the goalie. 
Well, uh, you know, I uh, played my share of football and I um, played baseball too. Nothing like nothing like seeing a hanging curveball and 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 whacking it over the left fielder's head. Um, now I was uh, I was a running back and a linebacker. I never had a pick six, but I had my share of uh, screen passes and and uh, three yards and a, and a cloud of dust <laughs> as a fullback. Um, so uh, hey man, I'll tell you what they're all. It's it's amazing what 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 memories. Uh, no matter how old you get, you have of of, of, of those great things. Um, uh, you know, any any of those I think would uh, would be pretty satisfying. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let's go into this week's Notable Smokable. And as always, Notable Smokables are brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So this is a simple segment. We just each name a cigar that we've smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just tried again for the first time in a long time. Or it could be something we, that we smoked uh, for the first time ever. Uh, so, Josh, I'm going to start with you. What was something you smoked recently that caught your interest? So I'm getting like my colleague, Glenn Luke, where I'm doing show and tell. And I'm going to pick <laughs> 25 cigars of the Oliva Advent calendar. Nice, I, nice. I have enjoyed them so many that uh, I'm actually a day off. I've smoked uh, tomorrow's cigar already. So I don't know how that quite happened, but uh, I think that this is great. And honestly, as a kid... Uh, you know, we had the, the advent calendars with chocolate, but now as an adult who's, you know, recently turned 30, I think I'm, I'm milking that a little bit in July. I turned 30 late July, but uh, now I get to enjoy the advent calendars over Christmas that have cigars. And I know that uh, Pete Johnson and Tatawahe is going to do one uh, next year. So I can't wait to have that. If uh, more, more brands keep doing the advent calendars, uh, December is going to be a month uh, where I get to enjoy a lot of cigars. Yeah. I'll take the grown-up advent calendars all day long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what about you? So I recently went back to the Foundation Tabernacle. Mm. Uh, I, I had that a few years ago, really enjoyed it. Um, but sometimes they're hard to come by, especially here in Washington. Um, but, so Foundation Cigars, if you're listening, there's a bunch of retailers here that have one hell of a customer. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably my recent notable. Nice. Uh, representative Muser, what was something you had recently that caught your interest? Well, you know, it's, it's hard to pick one, uh, because I, I tend to frequent along route 61. We got cigars international, which runs right through my district. And then I mentioned best cigars, Greg Fox, and he'll always point out something very original, very different, something that, that he, he loves. And, so he'll um, recommend that. But I will tell you this. Last week we were, uh, uh, we were hunting um, up in Pennsylvania. And I really hadn't had a cigar in probably about five or six days. And, and my friend had some uh, white label Mont Monte Cristo number twos. And um, I'll tell you what, that cigar was, was perfectly uh, kept. And wow, that was, that was a good one. Nice. Yeah, that's that's one of those classic cigars that that uh, <clears throat> I mean, just about every time you take one out of the box, it's you know, it's going to be 
be a nice experience. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? Well, uh, shout out to my guy, Ronnie. Ronnie, what's up, brother? What's going on, Matt? Um, today, uh, Ronnie gave me a Stillwell, the Bayou? Bayou 32. The Bayou 32. Uh, only the second Stillwell that I've had and very different than the English. Yeah. Um, a lot more flavor, uh, super unique, just a, a hint. The foot smoke was a lot different than, than uh, what, what you taste in the cigar, but uh, fantastic. I nice. thought the Navy was the best one after the Navy, I thought. The closest to socket blending style uh, was a bayou. I thought for like the Navy person would like be a person who smoked down Durma, that kind of smoothness, a sin, um, a sober mesa. And then I thought the bayou was closer to like me, Kitty, then Tricky Tropic style of blending. And then the third one, I liked the English for it. I thought it was the most aromatic. So for someone who wanted was the people smoking around. You, they would notice the English the most because it had the most pipe-esque aroma. And then the one that sold out first was the one that I liked least, was the one that was sweet, the sweetest one. Well, the only one that I thought was truly sweet, sweet, which was uh, Aromatic number one. Mm -hmm. And nice. that one sold out like gangbusters. We had the most requests for it. And the first inch of that cigar is only the sweetness. And after that, it turns into the, probably the best cigar of the four from the second, third to the finish of the cigar. But I just couldn't get over the first part of the sweet stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can uh, I um, uh, interject? Um, yeah. You know, we got a few members here that, that are just great friends and people I respect immensely. And we, we do smoke a cigar on occasion. And it's one of the best things about being in Congress, honestly. It's the, the, the members and the uh, people that have just, some that, have, uh, that are relatively new, some have been here for a while. Some tell you stories about Ronald Reagan. Um, uh, and, and we do that usually over cigars, but uh, like Guy Reschenthaler, for instance, um, came in with me in his second term. He tends to provide me with, um, Tyler, what's that cigar that's rolled with the leaves? And then you have uh, the Oscar Valdez leaf by Oscar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, if I, if I do do him a favor, you can always count on Guy to send you a little note with, um, with, with, with one of those. And, and that's really nice. And Tom Cole, Who's an absolute, you know, incredible guy. He um, he shares uh, some some of his uh, real good ones on, on occasion, and um, you know, from 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 Steve Womack to uh, to Hal Rogers. Hal Rogers is a legend here, and uh, for all the right reasons, uh, from uh, Kentucky, he's done more for that state than Daniel Boone ever did. <laughs> and but anyway, um, they, you know, they 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 tend to have some. Original, original stogies that uh, yeah. they're, they're willing to share. Nice. Um, and just to, to close out the segment. So my notable this week, I've been, I've told people this uh, in previous weeks, I'm working my way through the monster mash box from Tatuaje. And this week or just yesterday or a couple days ago, I got to the Wolfman in the monster mash box. Um, and anybody who knows me knows that that's one of my favorite Tatuaje monsters in the series that has come out. So I had that a couple days ago. Uh, it did not disappoint. Uh, again, very nice cigar. Um, I will tell you this. Every one of your sponsors, I'm going to buy a box of their cigars. You know what? 
first of all, they looked great. I loved how you um, uh, talked about them. I'm sold. I'm going to. Nice. That's fantastic. We love to hear that. (laughs) Um, uh, So to give our viewers and listeners a quick idea of some very cool stuff we have coming up next week on Monday, the 13th, uh, we have a special holiday edition of pairing roulette. So we have Eric and Jordan from Cigar Dojo on the show, and we're going to do another pairing roulette. We spin the wheel once to find out what kind of wrapper leaf cigar we're going to smoke. And then we spin a second wheel to figure out what drink we're going to pair with that cigar. And you never know what's going to come up on the pairing roulette wheel. So uh, watch, uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And then uh, for the very last show of, of the year uh, on December 20th, we're going to do our year in review show. So we I don't have the box near me, but we've got the box that my wife made for us uh, where we keep all our cigar bands from the year. We're just going to talk through it. And just kind of revisit all the cool stuff that happened on How About That Cigar this year. Uh, And then the first show of 2022 on the 3rd of January will be when we present our awards for Cigar of the Year. So stay tuned for that. Um, So for for Josh and Congressman Muser and Tyler, um, where is the best place for our viewers and listeners to stay informed about everything going on with the Congressional Cigar Caucus. Hey, um, let, let me just uh, add this quickly, and I'll, I'll maybe I'll save this for next time, but you, you can Google it. Who said what this country needs is a good five-cent cigar? I always thought it was W.C. Fields. It was Daniel Carnegie. Well, maybe was it was it? him he first, but, but, but according to the, the, the records, it was... Um, Thomas Marshall, okay, from Indiana, vice president under Woodrow Wilson. So he's a Democrat. So you know, <laughs> it's 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 a bipartisan thing, certainly. Absolutely. But, and and that's why, let's face it, that doesn't that comment still hold for today? What this country needs is a good premium cigar. Yes, amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. Matt, answering your question, you're going to see here in the coming weeks, uh, we're going to start rolling out Cigar Caucus social media pages, um, just really putting out information there to stay in touch. Uh, The Congressman's landing page, um, you know, contacting us, asking questions, signing up for newsletters, uh, things like that. Uh, And those are those are ways that you can do with all of your all the members uh, and you know, we will publicize the list uh, in the coming months, but we do want to solidify it uh, before we do. Um, so happy to provide you folks with that to, to use on your web pages and things like that as we move forward in these issues and contacting members. Um, so just keep an eye out. Um, folks from the industry, Josh, the other associations, CAA, CRA, um, we'll make sure that they blast it out there and share the pages uh, because really in the in the last few years you found that social media is one of the best microphones uh, especially for the industry um, there are plenty of cigar groups out there so just continuing to share the information with your friends uh, and reaching out to members of Congress who are willing uh, to listen or you know at least uh, willing to hear you out uh, if they don't agree with you uh, is the best way to to move forward and you know somehow some way we will absolutely get all the information that we have uh, to the public to see what we're working on uh, and to see how we're fighting for 
uh, you know, the stick. And I like your infographic, burn cigars, not bridges. Um, yeah, that's that's something that, you know, if you don't trademark that by tomorrow, I'm stealing it. Uh, so, you know, you better get on that patent and that trademark there. So, yeah, amen to that. And we're, we're, we are going to make the Cigar Caucus meaningful. Uh, we'll be bringing in guest speakers. Uh, we'll be more than happy to get a, a group and continue to stay in close contact with you all and all of your viewers so we, we can share the information that we're working on. But as important, we want to hear from them what they uh, what your their thoughts are as to what our priorities should be. Yeah. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we're going to have a meaningful cigar caucus. Yeah. Uh, Josh, give us a, a final word. Yeah. So for PCA, you know, premiumcigars.org, cigaraction.org are our, that's our grassroots site, our main website. Um, you can contact us if you're in the Washington, D.C. area where our townhouse is located right by Union Station. Feel free to drop by and have a cigar uh, with myself or one of our other staff members. Uh, Glenn and I are also doing kind of the uh, the media run media tour uh, between now and the end of the year, gearing up for 2022 and the release of our strategy document and our new priorities. So I'll be on Simply Stogie podcast uh, tomorrow. At two o'clock, I have uh, the Vision Lab podcast coming up, and then smoking tobacco uh, next week. Um, so, uh, very excited to do those programs, and uh, we'll be doing more to get the information out there. Obviously, working uh, hand in hand with the Congressional Cigar Caucus on uh, everything that they're working on, and we'll push that information out on our channels as best as we can. Fantastic. And I, I want to, you know, say on behalf of Garrett and myself and all our viewers, how grateful we are to all of you for spending your time with us this evening and, and helping us learn about what's going on in the in 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 uh, with all of you who are fighting on our behalf for the rights of premium cigar smokers. Uh, and thank you so much for what you do. We look forward to having you on the show again uh, and and even more members of the Premium Cigar Caucus, you know, the Congressional Cigar Caucus, so we can continue to learn about what we can do. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks go to you, Matt, and Josh, and all of you. This was really a pleasure, uh, really an honor to be with you and your audience. Thank you for all you do and look forward to working together. And uh, I, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Amen. Amen. Uh, and Garrett, thank you for being with us remotely from uh, from Detroit and hope your trip is uh, productive and fruitful. Ronnie, great to see you as always, brother. Good seeing you, Maddie. So for all our viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being a part of How About That Cigar. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening. Uh, take just a minute. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow the Facebook page, all that good stuff, because we don't want you guys to miss anything we have going on here on the channels. Uh, if you have questions for Garrett or myself, as always, email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, as always, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Take care.